let's get ready for our last three sessions for this afternoon. Um, we have, um, yeah, three talks. So um, let's uh, start with AJ, uh, who's joining us now. AJ is going to be talking to us about um, pitching and planning a uh, large enterprise research project. AJ, thanks for joining. Over to you, AJ. Perfect. Thank you. Um, hello, hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Ajay, um, and I'm really excited to be sharing uh, this virtual stage with uh, so many excellent speakers. And it is great to have an amazing audience like you. Uh, the topic that I'm presenting today is something which uh, I'm really passionate about. I've spent a significant amount of my career in enterprise design industry, uh, and I'm here to share my experiences with you all. So um, before we start, I want to acknowledge the traditional custodian of this land and pay respect to the elders past and present. Um, a little bit about myself. Um, I, um, um, I've spent around 15 years um, in the end-to-end -end product design and have been working with large corporations like Adobe, Deloitte, Digital, and Dell Technologies. Um, I've worked as an uh, in-house SME as well as a product design consultant, and hence I've got the opportunity to work with uh, global cli clients of uh, all scales and of all uh, different industries as well, like governments, um, uh, multinational organizations, BFSI, aviation, automobile, to name a few. Uh, I have been part of some really large-scale transformation and implementation projects and have experience in working with modern uh, platforms like Salesforce, SAP, Sitecore, or Adobe Experience Manager. So like I mentioned earlier, I've spent a significant amount of time on enterprise design projects where I was responsible of mapping the need of an organization, mapping internal processes, optimizing those, and uh, doing a market study um, on the appropriate platform or ecosystem of different platforms. So I've also worked as a product designer to customize those platforms according to the organization's uh, long-term growth strategy and deliver a um, number of products on top of that. So enterprise uh, platforms and tools have always been a craze for me uh, purely because of the impact that it creates. Um, this is the joke that I get all the time, uh, but I'm not anywhere connected to Deepak Chopra, though I share a surname with him uh, so today I'm not going to give you a formula to succeed in enterprise design. Uh, no frameworks like 5Ps or 6Ys or 10Zs uh, because there is no uh, assets formula. Uh, I'm purely sharing my learnings that I've got uh, while working in enterprise design industry for a long time and what I've witnessed so far. So some of you uh, may not agree uh, with some of my points and that is totally okay because uh, I'm just sharing my perspective here uh, and this is to kickstart the conversation and not to tell you that this is it. So uh, I prefer to continue this discussion even after this presentation, maybe on our Slack channel uh, or um, on maybe on an individual basis. So uh, before we get to the serious stuff, let's imagine that uh, you live on this planet called Futura. Uh, it's a perfect planet with good governance, great inf infrastructure and amazing citizens. But this planet is at war uh, with another planet called Helvetica. And Futura is fighting for this survival, um, and it, it is calling its people to join the war. Uh, it's called War for a Great Future, something that will make history, will change the way we live. So you feel connected with the cause and decided to participate in it. 
Um, so you train yourself on heavy guns, uh, learn how to aim, how to handle futuristic weapons, work hard on your stamina, you know, to physical trainings. Uh, and at last you cleared five top screening rounds to get shortlisted among nine other candidates. Uh, and you're ready to join the battle of future. So by the next day, you wake up really excited, uh, wear your uniform, uh, took some selfies, um, share that on Facebook, tagging your friends that you're joining the battle for future. And you took the cab, report to headquarters, and after uh, finishing some formalities, you have been uh, given your ammunition. Um, and this is what, um, with which you have been asked to fight the battle of future, something that will change history, the way people will live in future. And here you are, uh, changing future. Um, for those of you uh, who does not connect with this story, here is a fact. Around 65% of entire world's workforce is currently using mediocre, outdated, and unusable enterprise tools, where they're expected to deliver great outcomes uh, by using those mediocre tools. So can we win the war with toy guns? Answer is no. We have to uplift the game. And design research can play a pivotal role in making our enterprise tool more user-friendly. So before we uh, discuss more about design research, let's try to understand what exactly is enterprise UX because there is a fair amount of ambiguity even on the definition and understanding of the term itself. Uh, so some people know them as internal tools like CRM, vendor management, HR uh, tools that they use in their day-to-day -day corporate life. But the general perception about these tools is that it is no fun. It's very serious. Um, it's garbage, um, really boring, and those which adds more stress than providing any relief. And most importantly, there is no way out. You have to deal with it. Uh, but enterprise tool is not just limited to internal corporate system. It is much bigger than that. It means designing for everything that makes uh, life easier for people at work. Um, any software that helps workers to do their job efficiently comes under the purview of enterprise UX. Now, by UX, uh, you know, it does not only mean the interface that employees interact with. This starts with the process, the service that is powering a particular product the platform that is behind a, a product. And hence, design research is the first and foremost to define what needs to be built. Um, another confusion is between the difference of CUX and EUX. Um, what really makes enterprise tool different is that they are mostly being used by trained professionals. Uh, most of enterprise tools require trainings on the process, follows an approval hierarchy, and have different level of access basis on seniority or role. So enterprise tools are also being used for five to six hours a day on an average. So they're designed that user can work without being distracted or getting tired due to long screen time. On the other hand, UX are mostly designed for users to get the job done and leave quickly. So enterprise tools are also driven by corporate strategy, which means there might be multiple tools involved to finish a single task, or different users can have different tasks to perform on the same tool. The most important uh, aspect is that the motivation uh, for users to use these tools are not getting pleasure or you know, buying something that they like, but to finish the job quickly uh, so that they can leave on time, they can take breaks, um, can show their performance, and can get paid eventually. So these mental models are important to understand while creating those enterprise tools. Uh, let's talk about some facts which also highlight the importance of enterprise tools in experience industry at the moment. Uh, previously, these tools were completely neglected by organizations, but recent trends shows that 
40% of people think that uh, employee experience will make huge impact on the business, which is obviously completely true. However, look at the striking contrast that only 3.1% considers that experience design can have a huge impact on process refinement. This is the knowledge gap that we need to fill. Enterprise UX is not just good-looking UI, but it is driven by the defined internal processes, uh, efficient services, uh, for which uh, design research is definitely an essential tool. But the question is that if this is so important, then why most of companies are still not paying enough attention on it? Keep in mind that every year, billions are spent on getting modern tools for the organizations and on hiring external consultants to recommend how services can be optimized. But still, 70% of these products um, have poor user adoption. And uh, But why this happens, I think that's the thing that we really need to understand. Some common and interesting facts that uh, I myself have heard in big corporate discussions from uh, C-level executives are that good UX is for customers and not for employees. That's why many organizations have very trendy, modern uh, customer-facing portals, but their employee-facing portals are still look tangible. Uh, no attention is being paid to make them modern. The irony is that many of the employees are often the customers of the same company and experience the modern side of the organization and the ugly side of the enterprise at the same time, which is kind of sad. Um, most common excuse, mostly from large organizations, is that we are a complex organization and our tools are complicated as well. Uh, but we are paying our people for doing this complex job. We are also investing in getting them trained what they don't understand is that they're paying them for their time, which is not being properly utilized. So end of the day, it is their loss. Uh, not all employees are vocal about their concerns and the platform uh, to share feedback is also very limited. So uh, hence organizations hardly hear any feedback from their employees about the struggle uh, with the tool or they hear it late when they already have made an investment. Uh, some organizations also boast about having, you know, um, having their investments in the top flat platforms available, for example, Salesforce CRM. But just buying a sophisticated platform does not guarantee you about good user experience. Uh, it needs to be shaped according to the need of the user, which sadly is, again, neglected most of the time. And at the end, uh, most of organizations don't know how to engage design in their strategic decision for their employees. These organizations need help to get on board to their design journey. Uh, bad uh, UX comes with a cost, and it is uh, mostly not in hundreds or thousands of dollars. The numbers can go really crazy, and I'm going to talk about it in the next few slides. But apart from the monetary value, it also causes production loss. It shakes employees' confidence on an organization and pushes them to leave. Um, it also causes the mental stress. Look uh, how the number of mental health cases have been rising uh, these days. And bad tool and inefficient processes are one of the primary reasons behind it. Last uh, but not the least, it can trigger major blunders which can cost human lives and can um, have a long-lasting impact as well. So uh, just talking about a couple of examples, most of you uh, would be aware about the blunder happened in August 2020 when Citibank wrongly wired around $900 million to Revlon lenders. The blame was put on the confusing UI as uh, three people responsible to check the specifics of the transfer misunderstood the option and could not detect the blunder on time. This mistake costed Citibank $500 million. And was it just because of the bad UI? No, it was not. Because the bigger issue was with the process 
which does not take into account all use cases, did not leave any option for users to reverse the error, or did not consider the mental model of the, their users as well. It relied on the fact that users will read manuals every time they had confusion. But the irony was that this incident, uh, the associates could not even detect that there was an error or they were making a mistake, which means there was no scope for them to even bring it to light at the right time. And look at the impact that it had made. So um, this highlights the need of having efficient design research integrated in the corporate strategy. This is another example where in 2013, Avon um, had uh, pulled the plug of 125 million software overhaul after uh, a pilot of the system in Canada revealed that iPad rollout that they had was too difficult for people to use and many sales representatives are leaving because uh, this is so complex. They don't want to waste their time. Um, this one is another large scale example of how the lack of user understanding can have a negative impact. Uh, and this is this was the third mile Iceland uh, accident. Again, um, the blame was put on the reactor control uh, system's user interface uh, because engineers interpret the light on the control panel um, that you know it is it is closed and everything is all right. Um, but because of the confusion, engineers did not detect the problem for several crucial hours, and high level of radioactive gas was released into the environment. That causes um, an increase in number of um, cancer cases in the local population, and also become a reason for increased rate of deaths and uh, disease amongst um, uh, local livestock and animals. Again, was this just a mere problem of interface, or was it something more deeper? I think design research has an answer to that. Uh, one more point is, um, according to a report by IEEE. Um, around 5 to 15% of projects are abandoned before or shortly after delivery due to poor usability. The estimated cost of this is around $150 billion. Uh, these projects are abandoned because they really do not meet the original purpose. Uh, the usability is poor. This tells us that you know, how it is important for us to keep our users in center whenever we create these products. Now, let's talk about uh, some key considerations uh, to handle research for these high-profile enterprise tools. Um, first, let's uh, get into how to pitch design research during the pre-discovery or uh, RPCs. This is about uh, creating an awareness. Uh, firstly, emphasize um, that design research is non-negotiable, that um, cannot be removed from the project scope. Uh, design is one of the services that often cut out during price and negotiation and it is not perceived uh, critical for the project, especially when organization is getting an out-of-the-box platform. Um, thus, uh, does not, it doesn't really matter that how sophisticated or user-friendly a platform is. It needs to be customized to uh, an organization's specific use cases and for its users, of course. A one-size-fit-all uh, approach does not really work in uh, modern time. Also, research should be integrated in the uh, project plan with specific details about activities and outcomes explained. So any layman user can also understand very clearly what value research is bringing on the project. Uh, these days, uh, most successful organizations boast of them being design-driven. So design is not a blocker anymore, uh, but a key differentiator for employers to stand out and attract best of the talent. Um, it is also sometimes important to uh, make your decision maker realize the cost of not including design research in the scope. 
calling out cost of rebuilding uh, that includes time invested, money invested, and delay it will cause to meet the strategic objectives helps the toughest stakeholders uh, get across the line. Uh, research is a very complex topic as well, and it is important to engage research um, experts to talk about the value and how it will integrate uh, in the pro program scope uh, during the initial stages. So in some occasions, sales guys take the charge of explaining design research to C-level executives, which often paints a wrong picture and can hamper the entire research scope. So let the expert do the talking uh, during that during the critical time. Um, having case studies of how research helped uh, other projects, competitors, and industry lender, uh, leaders uh, could also be a solid motivator. Every client wants to be the best uh, while taking minimal risk, and often other success gives them the confidence to invest in research. Uh, another thing is uh, data can be a solid uh, storyteller uh, during those high-profile pitches to C-level executives. Quantifying things like core user adoption, average time to perform a task, or industry benchmarking standards can lead the conversation in researchers' favor. I also understand that getting this data is not easy most of the time because hardly any analytics is integrated in the old school tools. But try to do some gorilla tests uh, if relevant to get some stats on the table. Um, last but uh, very important point, design is an end-to-end -end service that, start, that starts from service designers in discovery phases. And often the learning get transferred to UX designers during define and design stage. And later on, pass it on to BAU, UX UI designers to do all the post-delivery um, you know, work. Uh, it is highly important that this knowledge get transferred smoothly between those um, different roles to avoid any value loss during the design process. Because end of the day, we are after a great outcome. And all the hard work that has been gone in the design research at the early phase obviously needs to be reflected in the final product. So this needs to be scoped in the planning phase of a pitch and a clear strategy around you know, documenting all the learning is highly recommended at that, at that time. Um, I also want to quickly touch on some facts about value of design that you can um, use during your pitch. According to Seji Scribble, sorry if I'm pronouncing the wrong the name incorrect, uh, incorrectly, uh, design can multiply the value of the product, which is kind of reflected in the above graph. Uh, $1 uh, spent on the project um, can deliver $100 back to the project. So this reflects how critical good UX is for a project. Uh, another interesting fact is around time and effort save on a project. Uh, when having a designer on board on the project, effort can be reduced to half. Um, another important factor is around, you know, satisfied users as uh, they are the key to any successful project. It is uh, that crucial that 70% of projects fail due to lack of user acceptance. Now, let's talk about how to plan for design uh, research. Uh, firstly, uh, and, um, and the most important thing is mapping key stakeholders. That is really important. Uh, it is important to align on their expectations from the project. Um, we need to agree on what success means. In large enterprise, there are some active visible stakeholders, and then there are some very inactive passive ones that jumps into the project suddenly at any time, at any stage. So it is important to keep the most influential ones and the uh, one who are severely impacted by the project in loop to avoid any last minute thrill. Um, be diplomatic, but transparent happens a lot in the concerting world uh, where uh, different uh, project folks will approach you with their opinion um, and with their interest in their mind. 
So it is important to mark some boundaries around the scope and the uh, stages to validate your solution. So maintaining transparency is the key rather than avoiding those stakeholders. Uh, in enterprise world, it is also very difficult to gain access to actual users, mostly because they are super busy and have less interest in the new thing. However, it is important to understand who is the actual users versus who is a dummy user. By dummy user, I mean a representative who claimed to know the users in and out. Never listen to this guy uh, and always insist of for having access to your users. Now, um, how do you motivate your user to participate in the exercise? This is really important. Uh, again, um, this can only be done uh, when they start looking at this exercise as an aid rather than a threat. We need to educate them about the value of their involvement, the objective of the project, the outcome uh, they will expect. Once they're on board, your uh, research is uh, on track. Another thing that I experienced myself was to have a uh, rapport with your users. Um, people um, take time to open up and trust you. Also, they might not tell you a few things openly uh, during the interviews because most of user interviews um, got recorded. And uh, most of employees wants to play the idle employee role during the time. So an informal time with them creates a safe harbor for them to share their views informally. My next point is somewhat related to what I've just mentioned, uh, that it is a human behavior that we switch to an idle employee or socially correct mode when being observed. But this is not uh, how we are in reality. Users may not tell you very clearly about their feelings, but will give you a slight indication. So it is on the research, researcher to read those cues and investigate further into that. Now, if you're doing design research for a large-scale platform implementation uh, or where a platform plays a key role, it is also important to get a fair understanding about the platforms, uh, the key value that it offers, uh, some of the most uh, commonly used features, especially the one uh, that are relevant for your users and for your industry. This helps you ask relevant questions, connect with your um, with your users, and have meaningful questions and discussion when you're doing your research. Um, at last, I want to end this talk with a quote from um, Sachi, um, that works can take a good product and multiply its value. Uh, this kind of reflects um, the value that we all bring to the table. Um, I wish everyone the best for your journey in this amazing field and hoping my path will cross with many of you in future. Uh, thanks a lot. Uh, if you have any question, um, if you uh, want to have further discussion on any topic, I'm more than happy to get connected on my email and you can also reach to me on the Slack channel. So thank you, everyone. Thanks so much, AJ. Um, we've had a, a couple of questions um, posted into the uh, Q&A panel, um, which we'll get to you or allow you to um, have a look at if you've got time. Um, that would be great to get some of those comments. Thank you very much. Thank you, Steve.